0: Welcome back to another episode of Being Human with Chris Walker, a discussion about just that, being human. And today I want to talk about connection. And I have these joyous moments over the past few years, maybe the last 2 years, and the joyous joyous moment comes from me understanding my purpose and my love and that is connection. And it's been weird because like literally my life is a shit show and at least in my own head, um, there's like, oh man, just like the never ending instability that is, I don't even call it being an entrepreneur, even though that's kind of what it is, but just figuring things out outside of the safety blanket that is a corporate job that goes and puts ten, fifteen thousand dollars 15000 a month in your account or more, like, or as much as you want, and just realizing, like, huh. But despite all this shit, I'm super pumped because in this journey, I am literally, like, connected to what I believe to my soul is not only my purpose, but is the most amazing thing that exists on planet Earth, which is connection. And this journey to even understanding connection came literally day one, sentence two of my yoga teacher training. And it was in Yoga London, in London, obviously. And it said yoga, yuj, Y-U-J. What's that? Weird word. To bring into union, to yoke Literally, the yoke is the thing that connects the field ox to like the plow behind it. So in India, they can like plow the fields and to connect. And Krishna says that anything in this world is possible through connection. And if we think about it, like I can't touch my toes, I'm too inflexible. But if you practice and you can't touch them, then yes, in that present moment, Touching your toes is impossible. But through practicing, literally just let me try for 10 seconds now, 10 seconds tomorrow, 10 seconds the next day. At some point, what was impossible became possible. I can't touch my toes, and now I can. So the practice of connection makes anything possible with essentially two exceptions. Exception one is when we pick a goal or a goal of our practice that based on where we currently are, will take over a lifetime of committed work to achieve or potentially just dumb luck. Like I want to be a billionaire and I have horrible spending habits, no ideas, and I'm in debt. Like no matter how many things you are practicing, that might be a multi-lifetime sort of a thing just based on math and time. The other thing that makes this impossible is lacking consistency in practice. Uh, A yoga example is like, I wanna do a handstand and I'm going to kick upside down three times, twice a week at practice. that might not ever be a hand, that might not ever be a thing that you achieve without an actual cultivated practice around that thing. But connection, this practice of connection And the essence behind the connection that is yoga is this connection to Atman, our true self. And to deeper our connection to Atman, our true self, allows us to deeper connect to Brahman, which is everything around us. I took a class in college that uh, ironically was theology of marriage. I took it with my now ex-wife, again, ironically, from a guy that I think was divorced I don't remember shit about this class except for two things. One, there was so much reading and I hate reading, but he's told us a thing that to this day is one of maybe 20 things that I remember from college, like definitively. And he said, you can only unconditionally love somebody else as much as you unconditionally love yourself. Yeah. Repeat one more time, you can only unconditionally love somebody else as much as you unconditionally love yourself. Now, some people think, oh, I'm super loving. Now, I do believe that there is probably one caveat to this, and this could be a parent, often a mother, but a parent to child relationship because you can love and want to protect your child despite not loving yourself out of like a parental instincts. I do recognize that as probably a one caveat to this. But if you replace love, you could almost put it, any other word in its place. I can only connect to somebody else as much as I can connect to myself. I can only care for somebody else as much as I care for myself. I actually can only hurt somebody else as much as I am hurt myself. Because even though Someone can kill somebody else, and I don't want to get too deep into this gruesomeness, but what is going on inside somebody that can do that is, well, it is not a physical pain because we're using an external instrument that is exacerbating the situation, but what someone must be going through to do that is a sense of deadness inside to enable deadness in another. But I digress. So let's move back. Connection. So when we begin to think about it, and not even, I won't say it when we begin to think about it, the way I see connection, it is literally the most fucking important, powerful thing that exists on planet earth. It is the reason that we as human beings develop and get to be the human beings that we are comes through connection. The connection that we have to our mother through our umbilical cord in the womb is the literally only, the re- only reason we're alive. Then we leave the womb and they cut the umbilical cord and the closeness to our mother, the closeness to our father, the closest to that caregiver and the feeling of safety in those moments, care, love, literally as a baby, we are, it's like introceptive. like We only feel like we don't really aren't aware of the external, but our internal nervous system being feeling safe is ultimately the thing that lets us develop. It lets us grow. Uh, so that connection, that love, that care, that feeling of being close is what literally lets us develop as a functioning human being, which is crazy because one of the, they call it, it's a known as a non-violating trauma, which can be something as simple as the first time that your parents go away from you, like leave you with a babysitter. And if you are too young and you aren't like that is not a relatively smooth transition it's like they've the one person that i thought i can rely on is leaving me forever i can never trust anybody again and then they come back and you're still like i can't trust you and this is like on like a subconscious baby level but those are things that actually happen because that is the power of connection literally being around other kids allows us humans as a social being to allow our brains to develop. So everything that is good in this world, I unequivocally believe is due to connection. I'll take a pause and just let you think about a great thing that exists that exists despite connection or not directly because of connection. And now as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I am thinking about like really, really great artworks. And some great art, songs especially, paintings, plays, were inspired through heartbreak and disconnection. But it was the connection that that artist had to that median, that artist that was maybe inspired through challenge and created a connection to a thing. So it's like, Vincent van Gogh is going freaking crazy, but in his craziness and disconnection, there was this little, like, neuro set of neuropathways pathways that enabled him to then create some of the most beautiful works of art. Uh, but once again, connection creates all the beauty that exists. And what is love? What is intimacy? Intimacy is. I think it's actually defined in the dictionary as like a deep connection. So intimacy, love, these are all just forms of connection. And that is the beauty that is life. That is the creation of everything that is epic, but it's so beautiful. And we are literally DNA coded into needing it that, our little ego all of a sudden then is like, oh, I need connection to be safe. So, oh man, now maybe am I going to become dependent on connection? Or am I now going to go, get when I get disconnected, am I now going to lose my shit? So while all that is great and beautiful and epic in this world is because of connection, then everything that is kind of, ugly and sad or harming, or like, I'm just making this face for those that are on the audio only the face of like, like super ugly face comes through disconnection or ultimately what is a fear of losing connection. There's a beautiful concept that Brene Brown talks about all the time that is called foreboding joy. And foreboding joy is like, oh, we love joy. Joy is awesome. But oh man, if we get too joyful, it's gonna really hurt to become unjoyful. And so instead of just riding the joy train, I'm gonna, we'll call it self-sabotage it, but I'm going to end it on purpose so that I'm in control of the joy ending. I'm gonna flip the switch because I don't know how high this thing's gonna go, but I don't wanna be in control of it ending. And that can be something that's like, oh, the relationship's going so great that can it really go longer this great? Well, I don't wanna be surprised by the thing I really love ending, so I'm gonna end it first. And this roots into a phenomenon that comes through pulsations. And life is this thing that pulsates. And from our earliest ages, Like, before we really know what's happening around us, life pulsates from a feeling of a yay to a feeling of a nay. Something that feels good, calming, loving, and then something that feels stressful or anxiety provoking. And that can be something as simple as, I'm full and I'm hungry. I'm close And I'm alone. But there's like every time we feel something good, there's a naturally that feeling fades. So in our brain, we are coded to knowing that as things go up on the yay scale, they have to go to the nay scale. And so, oh, no, the upper limit's one step off the ground. So I can handle this and I'll stay nice and connected. And then all of a sudden now we're two limits, two steps I can handle that. Three steps, four steps. Okay, now we're approaching one story and like that falls way too much. I'm just going to jump off because I want to stay safe. So we are forcing ourselves into disconnection. We are foreboding joy or we are scared that this connection is too good. I'm scared of losing this connection. So I'm going to move the other direction. I'm going to disconnect. Or we begin to think I want to belong and belonging, belonging to the group feels good. But now I want to belong to the group so much that I have to think, oh, not I get to be unconditionally me. I get to be Chris Walker all the time. The group's going to love me. The group's going to be there. I just get to be me. Oh no. I begin to think, oh, what do I need to do to be accepted by this group? Am I allowed to just be me? Oh, what if I subscribe to an idea that's not popular in this group? Oh my God, can I even voice that out loud? Am I even allowed to think that? Do I need to hide it? Or do I need to actually then not believe it? And that's what for me right now is creating so much of the ugliness that exists in this world is that, oh, if you grow up in a conservative area and you need to watch conservative TV and you need to then only subscribe to conservative viewpoints because if you talk about a thing that's not in line with all of the people that are in your community, you're just going to get ostracized. And that is a reality in a lot of places. So then we think, okay, I have to then edit myself to belong, which is disconnecting from my true self to feel a sense of connection with this group. Because I don't believe that connection is in abundance i don't believe that if i am just me i'm gonna find my crew i'm gonna find my tribe whatever that might be and i use conservative because it's kind of the it's a little challenging but it's kind of the easy one to pick on these days because they just like they are a disconnection group like all their little things are like join us and you must subscribe to all of our beliefs but to be honest liberals are the the different horse in the same way uh my teacher and I we just did a podcast the other day uh we're like we think about this like at least in the US it's like right conservative left which I'm trying to mirror you but it's this is actually my left hand and it's just like ultra left ultra right batshit freaking crazy opposite ends of the spectrum but it's not this left and right it's actually just humans are in this big circle there's this little invisible wall because they're pointing in other directions. And they're just batshit crazy together with their views, which are almost the same. And then there's just the rest of us humans wanting to belong and being pulled. What we feel are these pulls. We're basically just being pulled down because something about the yearningness to belong and the need to connect that says, I want to connect to this group, people close to me, so badly that I'm willing to disconnect or come out of my own personal alignment so that I feel safe in a group. And that is the challenge that exists today because we don't, we have to feel that there's a mask that we have to put on, an armor that we have to put on, a disconnection from who we are so that we can feel this faux sense of connection. And one of the most empowering times in my life was my ex-wife and I had separated and I had done the whole, like, let's go on Tinder. Let's go on Bumble. I think those are the only two that I even knew about at that time. And I remember dating and I was dating, not dating. I wanted to date, maybe the second date with a woman. And she literally asked me, she's just like, are you interested in me? And I was just like, Oh, what do you mean? Of course I'm interested in you. And she's like, you just, you don't, uh, you don't ask me any questions. And I, in real time thought, and I was just like, I don't know if I am interested in you. I mean, you're moderately attractive. Uh, I feel like we're just supposed to do this dating thing and then we have sex and if sex feels good, we'll just keep dating because we want to, like I want to have sex and that, that seems, and then I was just like, oh. And I just realized I wasn't that interested and I stopped dating. I stopped dating for almost a year and it was the most beautiful thing ever because I wasn't dating. I would go to work. I would do yoga and I would just kind of live by my, wander the streets of London by myself, smoke a little J, eat a donut, eat a meal, cook, but I didn't date. I only had a couple friends, but I just cultivated this okayness. Is that a word? I became okay being alone, not lonely, but being alone. So I, with me, being me, was enough. I had a deep, great sense of being connected to myself. Though the job was toxic, connected to my job, connected to my yoga practice, and I was okay. So that means that when human beings come into my life, I have the capacity to be friendly and connected to anybody. But I, if you're not in alignment with me, I'm not going to disconnect from myself. I'm not going to betray who I am and, what, and me being me to impress you to want to belong to you. Now, I'm pretty solid at this. Every now and then you're like, huh, why did I do that to be around or accepted by them? But the beauty of Bali is you just get to be you all the time. But so that is, that's my call to action for you. To think about what keeps you from unconditionally connecting to you. What keeps you from unconditionally loving yourself? And whatever keeps you from that, can you begin to maybe like set up those little boundaries (laughs) that keep you from doing those things? Or if they are people in your life, how do you have an honest conversation around them and know that a true friend, a true connection, if you are honest with them, that not speak your truth, be an asshole, but if you are honest with them, your honesty shouldn't put your friendship in jeopardy. But if you are not honest, you are ultimately not being honest with yourself and you are in some way, shape, or form disconnecting from who you really are. So connect to who you are. Have an unconditional connection to who you are. And ultimately let that be an unconditional love for yourself, who you are, and showing up as you. Now that doesn't mean that we are doing the performance of ourselves, but that allows us to just feel that there is a safety and always able, being able to be ourselves in what that is in that moment. And that might mean weeks, days, months, minutes down the road, like, oh, what was I going through at that time that made me act like that? But in real time, in the present moment, connect to ourself, connect to yourself, and allow yourself to be you and to know that that is enough, And that will ultimately never steer away a real true connection. It might create hurdles in life. It might make challenges in life. People might not understand it. But it is not your job to make sure other people understand you. It is your job to understand yourself and stay connected to yourself. This is Chris Walker. Thank you for joining in another episode of Being Human with Chris Walker. Please subscribe. And I hope to have you back on the podcast again. Thank you.